Unfortunately, again, obviously, if you heard the first half of the episode, no TJ, no Don, he's in Knox Vegas, getting lit, studying for midterms or finals or whatever you want to call them. But we got we got heat coming on the show, possibly setting up something right now with former NBA greats. College Basketball Hall of Famer Kenny Anderson, coach of Fitz Basketball, and, and a couple, a couple, a few, a slew of my college basketball seniors here, uh, and, and past former basketball players who are also college basketball players and former basket, college basketball players also possibly coming on the show family members, and of course, a couple of musical artists also possibly come on the show, so the content that you guys deserve, over 100 listeners, you guys are, are about to get, and let's get into it, man, let's, let's get let's get to what you guys are here, NBA basketball, week one, in the books, right, starts on a Thursday, this is, this is the end of week one, and the NBA is in the hands of the Jazz and the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks tonight beat the Chicago Bulls and have taken control of the NBA's Eastern Conference. This is big. This is big. This is big for the Knicks, man. I'm a, I'm a Knicks, I'm a Knicks fan, as everybody knows. I mean, New York is going crazy. New York is going crazy. Half of the city is aren't aren't Nets fans, but you know it seems like they're trying to send a message to the city and stuff uh, because of the vaccine vaccination uh, situation that's taking place. You know, there's there's been rallies and. Marches or whatnot, whatever you want to call them, for for Kyrie and stand with Kyrie signs. Protests, should I say, uh, going on outside of the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, protesting uh, New York not letting Kyrie play home games because he's not vaccinated. I hope fans realize that this is not a league problem. The league allows players to play without the vaccine. Bradley Bill plays without the vaccine on a nightly basis. Uh, it's the city that he's in, New York. Right. Same thing would happen with Andrew Wiggins. If Andrew Wiggins didn't get the vaccine in San Francisco, he would not have been able to play home games. Uh, it's it's between the team. It's between the city of Kyrie right now. Why Kyrie Irving has not. Stepped on the floor for the Nets. And the Nets, you know, they've gotten off to a slow start, but it's early on in the season. Nobody, you know, the good teams don't know how good they, they are yet because 
You know, they still they still need time to mesh. And the bad teams don't know how bad they are yet. Because they haven't had time to mesh. <laughs> and, you know, it's early on in the season. And basketball is still on a any given night type of sport. Uh, we saw that last night. The Lakers blowing a 28-point lead to the OKC Thunder. The Lakers have, have some holes on their roster. Holes that could be filled by guys that they let go. And holes created by guys that they brought in. Uh, you know, Schroeder's, Schroeder's problem with the Lakers wasn't that he wasn't a great, you know, wasn't wasn't that he wasn't a great shooter. He shot the ball well enough for the Lakers to be successful. Uh, problem with Schroeder is that he needs the ball in his hands. He's a, he's a facilitator type guy. He can score. He's inconsistent, especially without the ball in his hands. In the playoffs, you're not going to have the ball in your hands. I'm sorry, that's going to be LeBron James. And LeBron was shaken up, so he couldn't play to the best of his abilities last year. Anthony Davis was in and out of the lineups and shaken up also last year, but he couldn't play to the best of his abilities. So it's up to you, Schroeder, to be the focal point of the offense, to be a key role in the offense, and you laid a goose egg. Can't happen. Cannot happen. Montrez Hero kind of got a hold there in the in the playoffs by by the coaching staff of the Lakers, but really didn't play up to par all season in terms of what we were, what we were expecting from from him in the Lakers jersey. And it wasn't his fault. I mean, right. The problem last year was they had no rim protection besides Anthony Davis. You bring in Mark Gasol, who won a defense player of the year, but I mean that was a really good defensive team. Michael Conley, Tony Allen, uh, was it Tayshawn Prince or, or, or I believe it was Tayshawn Prince at the small forward and Zach Randolph. I mean it was a really good team. You can give it to if you go and give it to Mark Gasol, you can give it to a, a number of those guys. But he was the guy, you know, on the back line and got most of the rebounds and was talking a lot. Got made a made enough plays defensively that, you know, they 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 put I mean didn't make a an all defensive team but but one defensive player of the year. And there's a lot of four on one team. There's even three on one team in the Miami Heat who've honestly probably looked the most impressive this year in terms of, you know, the teams that they've beaten beating a good Bucks team I mean it was without Drew Holiday beating the Nets you know the magic but beating the Bucks by like 40 and then beating the Nets by a good margin as well uh, losing to the Pacers who I think you know like I said they're my sleeper team they're a good team. They, they could be. They could be playing a lot better this year. Uh, they've gotten off to to a slow start. They're definitely looking like a sleeper team. Uh, definitely missing Karis Levert. 
you know, is it too early to make the Raptors my sleeper team now? Um, <laughs> and then the West, the Grizzlies, I don't even think you can call them a sleeper team anymore the way they've gotten off to uh, this start. Uh, can I can I say the Timberwolves? I mean, they've gotten off to even better start than the Grizzlies. Uh, I, I think I said that they were my sleeper team in the West. Uh, they've been playing well so far, but I think those are one of those teams that, you know, they're playing a little bit better than what they are. But if they could stay healthy, I think the Timberwolves have a good team. You know, they got D'Angelo Russell. They got Josh Kogi. Uh, Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, Jerry Vanderbilt, Nas Reed, Carl Anthony Towns. You know, that's a solid core group of guys. That's a solid lineup. You got Patrick Beverly. It's a solid rotation of guys there. Are they will they be coached well enough? Will they stay healthy? I think that's the big big thing with Tim, with the Timberwolves. They seem to like each other, though. They seem to like each other. That's a start. They seem to like each other, and that's a start. Anthony Edwards looks like he's taking a bit of a step. Becomes a, a, a way more improved shooter. That's a start. Are they good enough defensively? Patrick Beverly there. I think he'll help them a lot defensively. Josh Kogi is a great defender. Jerry Vanderbilt is an awful defensively. Carl Anthony Towns could be better defensively. But he has to do a lot less offensively now. They have D'Angelo Russell. They have Anthony Edwards. They have Malik Beasley. Jared Vanderbilt can create. I told. I think I'm saying on this part. Jared Vanderbilt, base case scenario, in the right situation with with the the great a coach that believes in him. <laughs> I think he could be a Ben Simmons type of player. Six nine, six ten, left-handed guy. He can dribble the ball. He can dribble the ball really well. Dribble the ball really well. I think he shoots the ball better than Ben Simmons, which is not saying much. Can't defend like Ben Simmons, but he can move. And if he put his mind through, he could probably, you know, defend well. I wouldn't say as well as Ben Simmons, but well. Um, is he a pass? Is he is he the passer Ben Simmons is? Probably not. Uh, could he develop into that? Um, probably not. Stuff, passes that he makes are, you know, things that you can't teach. Things that just comes from you know, a feel from the game and you know, vision that you have. Birth, you know, from birth. And just some people are blessed with that that passing gene, that passing vision. LeBron is, you know, Chris Paul is, Rondo is, Ben Simmons is. Probably missing, you know, guys right now in the league. Am I missing anybody? Uh, with that passing, Trey Young, uh, Luca, um, Ja, Lamelo, Lonzo. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Uh, Westbrook gets a lot of assists. John Wall gets a lot of assists. Uh, these aren't the same type of assists, you know. Draymond, you know, nah, Steph Curry. These are the guys that get a lot of assists, but I wouldn't say they have that passing gene. Uh, Darius Garland, possibly, possibly. 
got to see a bit more from DG. DG's a great passer. He's a great passer. Um, but I don't think he's on that level of, of the first group of guys that I named there. Um, James Harden's a good passer as well, but I still don't think he's on the level of that passing gene type type of guy, even though he's a really good passer. Um, possibly Kay Cunningham. We got to see him get a little bit, bit more healthy. Oh... The Jazz got off to a great start. The thing about the Jazz is, you know, they're, we know they're going to play great defense. With Quinn Snyder as their coach, even though he failed to make the adjustment necessarily in the end. He failed to make the necessary adjustment in that playoff game, getting Rudy Gobert off the floor or going, staying zone or, you know, there was a number of mistakes that he made in that playoff game or in, or in a lot of the playoff games uh, with their scheme on defense. But, Regular season-wise, though, he's an elite, elite defensive coach. Got to get better on the adjustments. And then Tyron Lue is an NBA Finals winning coach. Uh, you know, he's no scrub as a coach in this league. Uh, the Warriors got off to a fast start. They got their first loss tonight. Uh, you know, it's looking like Steph Curry might be the MVP favorite. But with what we saw tonight... I mean, besides him averaging five turnovers a game, John, John Morant might be the MVP favorite. I mean, the numbers he's putting up are ridiculous, man. The guy's averaging 30.5 points per game, eight and a half assists, five rebounds through week one of the of the season, of the NBA season, in 34 minutes but averaging five and a half turnovers. But look at the shooting clips here. 55.6% from the field. He's averaging 30 and a half points. And 45, this is the big one, 45.8, basically 46% from the three-point line. Granted, these, these are, you know, it's a bit inflated. He had really two good shooting games from the field. In one, he shot, made five threes, was five for seven. And the other one, he, I believe, made four threes. It was four for eight. Or was it three? three? He was. Th he made three threes, three for six. Um, against the, the, the Trailblazers, both were losses, by the way. But I think he went two for eight tonight. It's not bad, making two of them. He's shooting it. He's shooting it. And he makes, he makes free throws. Makes free throws, shoot free throws at a high clip. He's actually getting calls this year, which is a big deal. You know, not everybody's getting calls this year. So he gets calls. Uh, he gets to the rim at will. Gets to the rim at will. If he stays healthy, I think he right now is my favorite for the MVP. I mean, I don't think anybody will have to shoulder more of an offensive load than, than him. That's why he has the five and a half turnovers. I mean, he is their offense. I mean, when he goes out the game, you know, he got Tyus Jones, and when he's in the game, they play him with another point guard type guy in Melton uh, right now with Dylan Brooks out. I don't think anybody's gonna have to shoulder more more of a load than just the way they play their offense. Uh, I mean, Trey Young. This is how Trey Young used to play. But Trey Young wasn't or with a super high usage rate, but now they got so many players around him. If he has an off night. They got Bogdanovich. They got, you know, Cam Red. I mean, I've said it too many times on the podcast. The great roster that they have in, in, um, in Atlanta. 
I mean, imagine imagine they had. Uh, granted, the Grizzlies roster is probably similar to that Pacers off Pacers roster. I wouldn't say it's as good. I mean, imagine you throw John Moran in there, John Moran, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, anybody want to throw in a small four? You know, T.J. Warren, you know, Jeremy Lamb. Uh, Justin Holiday, any of those three guys at the small four starting would be fine. Chris Dorte, Chris Dorte, uh, even Chris Dorte. Uh, then you got you know Sabonis, <laughs> a true All Star power forward. And then you got Miles Turner, who had a forty point game, can shoot the ball, can protect the rim. I mean, he's very underrated at the center position. In the NBA, um, he's the dream center for LeBron James, dream center for the Lakers. Him and Mo Bamba, two guys who protect the rim and shoot the three. Oh my gosh! And you know they have vertical spacing because of the vertical spacing that they have on defense. I mean, those if if the if the six if the Lakers can find a guy like that, I know there was talks about um, Chris Tapps. I don't think they have the pieces to do that now. <laughs> but, I mean, if the Lakers have... Lakers can get a guy like that, you know, that's a hole they need. Big man shooting. Big man shooting is a hole they need because Anthony Davis is not that guy from three-point range. He's not that guy from three-point range. It's looking like this season. Um, what that would do is open the floor up for, for Russell Westbrook, open the floor up for LeBron, open the floor up for... For Anthony Davis, and when you need to go get that vertical spacing back from Mill, those guys, because Anthony Davis, you know, defense respects him from out there on the three-point line, and people and defense will have to respect LeBron out there from the three-point line. It just makes the offense more dynamic, makes it more versatile. Uh, you know, a, a guy like even just a guy that can shoot the three, a guy like Bielitsa would help a lot. Put him at the four. Uh, he can make decisions. He's unselfish. He just makes game, game impactful plays. Uh, when Melo's hot, yeah. But Melo's has has been a superstar. Can he turn into a pure, true role player and make game impactful plays, such like Caruso, such like uh, KCP, such how Kuzma did in the bubble. Uh, didn't do that much last year though, but in the bubble, uh, you know, that would be helpful. They tried to do, you know, big man shooting three last year with, with Marcus Gasol. He just couldn't buy one though in most of the games. But the nights he was doing it, the nights he was making threes, they were winning. So if they could, you know, figure that out again, maybe Boogie Cousins. Uh, you know, and, and possibly the you know re the release of the White Howard or something like that. Uh, figuring out how to get a big man that can shoot three, so they can open the floor up for Russell Westbrook. Um, you might have to start AD at the five. Just start him at the five. You might have to start him. Take DeAndre Jordan out. I know they they like that play. You might just take DeAndre Jordan out of the game. Start AD at the five. Uh, because you need that floor space. You need another shooter in there. 
you don't have to necessarily start LeBron at the four, but you need another shooting in there, man. Maybe if you start LeBron at the four and you, you keep Bazemore in there because he's looks like he's our best perimeter defender this year. Uh, you know, maybe starting Taylor Horton, starting Wayne Ellington, starting uh, maybe maybe start Trevor Ariza uh, at the four or something. Just to get more floor spacing out there. I mean, that's why I'm not, you know, too mad about the because you know the guys hurt or, or guys that are supposed to be able to make threes for them. Will they make threes for them? Can I trust Trevor Reza to make big threes, make threes, open shots for the Lakers? I don't know. Can I trust Taylor Horton to make shots, make threes off the catch and shoot for the Lakers? I don't know. Can I trust Wayne Ellington too? I should be able to. I, I, you know, out of those guys, I would say he's the best shooter, uh, pure shooter. Um, and then there's another guy that's been banged. I mean, besides LeBron, of course. Uh, that's you know supposed to make three point shoot. Three point shooting is still a hole. Three-point shooting is still a hole for, for the Lakers. Still a place where they have to get better. Still a spot that they have to improve in. Because Russell Westbrook <laughs> can't do it. You know, so far this season, he can't do it. You need to be able to shoot the ball in this league, especially in this day and age, especially when you're not a great defensive team. Perimeter defense is the biggest hole the Lakers have. Because the guys they have on the bench aren't elite perimeter defenders. Trevor Reese at this age is not an elite def perimeter defender. Taylor Horton Tucker is somebody you hope would grow into that because he has the body, has the wingspan, has the strength, has the lateral quickness, at least offensively he does, to be an elite defender. At times, instinctively, he's able to get his hands in there and, and great at pickpocketing. <coughs> Can he? He comes in the game though with a score mindset. Can we? Can he get a Caruso type mindset? Get mindset that I'm just an impactful player right now at this point in my career. If he can get that mindset, that would be big for the for the for the Lakers. Can he take guys out the game though, like Caruso could do at times? Can he make, a, you know, two, three, four, big. Uh, defensive plays in a row like Caruso could at times. I don't know. I don't know. Caruso impact on the game is undeniable. At least and especially has been on the on Chicago for at least week one of the NBA. Chicago's schedule is about to get a bit tougher now. Right? About to get a bit tougher now. They play the next ten games, the next eleven games is eleven playoff teams from last year. Next ten games of Ten playoff teams. So, and tonight was one of those games. They just lost to the Knicks tonight, or I guess last night, I would say. Um, for when you guys hear this, you know, I said it last year. Well, I said it on the podcast this year. You know. Their starting five are, are guys who aren't necessarily win have been winners in this league recently. 
can DeMar DeRozan win? Of course. Last time he was in the Eastern Conference, I've said it's only time he was the second best player in the conference behind only the greatest player of all time, LeBron James. Lonzo Ball has never played in a playoff game. Ever. Really honestly hasn't even sniffed it. Um, Zach Levine has never played in a playoff game. He's their best player. Uh, Vucevic didn't play in a playoff game last year. He's played in playoff games in the past. Hasn't really succeeded ever in playoff games. Patrick Williams has never played in a playoff game. Russo is a champion. <laughs> you know. So his impact on the team is gonna be is gonna be tremendous. I believe it's off the top of my head, he's the only champion on the roster. Alizé Johnson. I feel like he hasn't played in a playoff game before. So it'll be interesting to see uh you know how they span in these next ten games. The next ten games will tell me a lot about the Bulls. They can go over five hundred. They can go six and four, six and five in the eleven game stretch. Uh Including the loss they had tonight. That'd be big. That'd be big for me. But if they go under it or they go 500 in the next uh, 10 games or you know, under it, like I said, 5 and 6 in the next 11 games, including tonight or including last night, should I say, against the Knicks, uh, you know, I'll have my doubts. I have my doubts about the Bulls. Actually making it to the playoffs, uh, and in, in, in them being a playing team, um, the Pacers are looking like a playing team right now. The Hornets got off to a fast start. I believe they'll be a playing team, uh, one of those four playing teams. And uh, the Knicks have been looking really well. And, and I like the pieces that they made. I don't think they'll be a playing team anymore. I don't think they'll be a playing team anymore. Um, the Celtics, possibly. Celtics, possibly, might be that fourth playing team. And if I had to guess, I'd probably say seventh, Celtics, eighth. Uh, eighth. Bulls, ninth, Pacers, tenth, Hornets. If I had to guess. Let me write let me write this down because I want to come back to this. Come back to see who you know who 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 my uh who my my playoff tree is gonna be for the Eastern Conference. I'll I'll even go seeds. I think the one seed will be if I can get this on, golly. if one, if, I think the one seed will be. I think it's safe to say. I think from what I've seen so far, I think the Miami Heat might be the one seed this year. Honestly, in the Eastern Conference, the Heat look determined, and they're deep. They're a deep team. Kyle Lowry hasn't even found his footing yet, and they're beating teams by 40, 50 points, opening night. <laughs> the Buck beat the Bucks by 40, 50 points. The Bucks last year figured out nah, they don't really care about the regular season as much as they have in the past. Uh, obviously, uh, 
the Nets will struggle this year without Kyrie Irving and without any defense. But when they win, they'll win because of their offense and they'll outscore teams a lot. So uh, I don't think they'll they're good enough to be the one seed. I think I don't think the Sixers without Ben Simmons are good enough to be the one seed. The Hawks. Everybody knows I love the roster of the Hawks. Uh, definitely, they definitely have a good enough roster to be the one seed. I just don't know if that roster has enough experience, or Trey Young has enough experience to to get that done. Um, right now, you know the Wizards. I don't think the Wizards will make the playoffs. You know they're four and one. Four and one, you give them their early season respect. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think the Raptors will make the playoffs. The Magic definitely won't, and the Pistons definitely won't. Um, there's some teams that get off to some fast starts. The Cavs are, are, are right now in the playoffs. I don't think that'll last. I think it'll be the one seed Heat, Miami Heat. They're three and one right now. I think the two seed will be the Nets. Three seed will be the Bucks. Four seed will be the Hawks. Fifth seed, the Sixers. Sixth seed. Let's say I think I said the Nets already. Who will be the sixth seed? I don't think the Raptors will make the playoff. Sixth seed might be the Cavaliers. Sixth seed. What was it? The Raptors or the Cavs? Let me move a team up that that I said earlier would would be. Let me put the. Um, Celtics at the sixth seed. Seventh seed will be Pacers. Eighth seed Bulls. Now let me put the Bulls at the seventh seed. Bulls are the seventh seed. Pacers eighth seed. Where they've been looking this far, uh, but if you have, get your injury out of the way earlier, hopefully they don't attack you later. Heat, Nets, Bucks, Hawks, Sixers, Celtics—the teams locked into the playoffs. Bulls, Pacers. Why oh, have the Knicks? Yeah, yeah, the Knicks are gonna be. They were a four seed last year. I think the Knicks might be a one, two, three, four, a five seed this year as well. Sixers at the six seed. Celtics seventh. Bulls at eighth. Pacers ninth. And the got the Hawks in there. And the Hornets. The Hornets fast start. I think. Yeah, I think they, they you got to put them because they're believing Lamelo's playing. They got Gordon Hayward. When Gordon Hayward was there earlier in the season, they were a playoff team. Um, 
We gotta put the Hornets at the ninth seed. And the Pacers at the tenth seed. That's my Eastern Conference playoff predictions. It's the Heat at the one, Nets at the two, Hawks at the three. Heat at the one, Nets at the two, Bucks at the three, Hawks the four seed, Knicks with the five, Sixers with the six, Celtics with the seven, Bulls with the eighth, Hornets with the ninth, Pacers with the tenth, and of course the Celtics, Bulls, Hornets, and Pacers all in the new much liked playing games. The Western Conference. Keep the Jazz stay number one. They know each other. Uh, I guess I should do this with the with the with the Eastern Conference first. So why do I think the Heat will be number one? I think they have something to prove. I think Tyler Harrow is taking a jump, and right now might be the well, you know, Miles Bridges had a hell of a week one. But Tyler Harrow, you know, he's he's on my watch list for the for the most improved player. Let me say that he's on my watch list for the most improved player. Uh, Bam Adebayo has something to prove. Jimmy Butler, of course, will play will be Jimmy Butler. He's a top five talent in the league. I think he's a top ten player still in the league, even after his struggles last year. I mean, he was in my bubble. He's played three seasons in less than 24 months, same as the as the Lakers. You know, give him his give him his credit. Where credit is due. Um, and, and getting to that finals in that in that in that in that, in that bubble, the mental toughness it took, the willpower it took. I mean, it's just it's amazing. You gotta that matters. Uh, the Nets, the Nets, they're just too talented. I don't think they'll be number one. They might, you know, I might need to put them under the Bucks. Honestly, you put them under the Bucks. The Bucks will be number two. Why? Uh, they have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, they have Giannis Antetokounmpo. They have Chris Middleton. They have the champs. Drew Holiday will be back. They have Brooke Lopez. That's a really good starting five. Deontay Divincenzo looks like he's taking a step. I like Jordan Nawara. Uh, Grayson Allen looks like he's gonna. He was a big pickup in the offseason. They lose P.J. Tucker. Bobby Portis is back though. Um. I, I like the Bucks. I don't, I don't know about the Jordan Nawara, um, PJ Tucker. You know, uh, we don't need PJ. We have you know Jordan Nawara. We don't have we got Gordon going out. Grayson Allen now. I don't know about those, but um, I still think they're good enough to be the two seed. Uh, the Nets will probably be the three seed just because of that lack of defense. Uh, you know, do they do they get not do they do they not get Kyrie back? If they get Kyrie back, you know this list probably changes. Um, but no Kyrie, you know Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant. James Harden will figure out something. I don't think he's awful. I think James Harden will figure out something. And so I think the Nets will probably be a three seed. Uh, the Hawks with the four seed. I mean they're just they're just so deep. Trey Young. What Trey Young does offensively, the way you can facilitate on off nights. And then, then the roster is perfectly built around him. And then on all nights, you know, he's Trey Young. Um, Clint Capella, perfect center for him. Uh, perfect center for a lot of teams. John Collins, perfect power forward for him. Can spread the floor. Can go get lobs. I mean, he's had so many posters already this year. Great defender. Uh I already said can knock down shots, can knock down a little 15-footer. He's such a good player. 
Bogdanovich. That he's such a good player. Cam Reddish is also on my most improved uh, player watch list. I have Bogdanovich, and then and then uh, DeAndre Hunter. He has to improve, right? He has to get better every year. He, he, player comparisons, you know, people saying the ceiling is Kawhi Leonard. His floor is Tayshawn Prince. That's a pretty good floor. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, three and D guy, three and D extraordinaire. Can he take that? I mean, if he doesn't, it look like Cam Reddish has. Um, Sharif Cooper is a really good player. He's probably not even going to play because because they have uh, Dolan Wright, who's a great backup point guard. Great, just great point guard. Period. Uh, great three and D guy. Um, oh, is it Chris? No, that's Nolan Wright, right? And then they have um, Jalen Johnson, who probably won't even get big minutes this year. Also, I like a, a lot. I like him a lot. Skylar Mays, guy who can stretch the floor in two threes. Um, they just have a really deep, really deep roster. Really good team. The Knicks. I like the improvement they made. We know Tom Thibodeau is going to go out and try to win as many regular season games as possible. You're going to have those guys defending at a high level. They made up for the shooting that they lost. Reggie Bullock and I believe he even got a better shooter in Evan Fournier. Uh, they got Kimball Walker. Well, on nights, he's Kimball Walker. On off nights, that's fine. We have Derrick Rose. We have Emmanuel Quickly uh, and, and Will McBride um, who and Quentin Grimes who can all play the point guard position uh, pretty well and all fit that Knicks culture. R.J. Barrett on nights, I mean, he's, he's even taken a look. In week one, he's been defensive player of the year almost. I mean, the best field goal percentage defense in the league. He's an underrated defender. He's taking steps on the defense side of the ball. They're all ordinary. You know, which he, he might not have as many because Fournier and his shooting, uh, his, he, he likes to take shots. And Kimball, he likes to take shots. And you know Julius Randle is their main option. He's going to take shots. Mitchell Robinson. He's probably the favorite for defensive player of the year right now. What after the job he did on Joel Embiid, holding him to 14 points on what two for seven shooting or something, something ridiculous like that. I mean, you know anything about me? You know I love Mitchell Robinson. His his he talked about vertical spacing. What he can do vertical, he can honestly shoot the ball. He can honestly shoot the ball, but uh, what he can do vertical spacing is is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The ground he can cover defensively, ridiculous. He can guard the pick and a roll, agile, and he's built. Not built like some of the other centers in the league that you feel like, oh my gosh, he's, you know, please don't jump as much as you do because of the way he's built. Like he's built sturdy, strong, wide, broad arms, broad, broad shoulders. He's built very well. Um, then they got experience on the bench Dodge Gibson you know Derrick Rose I talked earlier you know, Emmanuel quickly not much experience but great score off the bench uh, Quentin Grimes probably won't play too much um, you know, Obi Toppin he looked like he's gotten better so far this year um, who else do these guys have uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody big I'm missing somebody big uh, they got uh, you know Kevin Knox. He's not big. 
but you know, I think the Knicks they're they're solid. I think they're a five C type. I mean, were they were they five C last year? Four C, five C last year? About the same this year. Sixers, no Ben Simmons. Uh, so so they drop, but they still have Joel Embiid. Tyrese Maxey's on my most improved player watch list. Seth Curry's on my most improved player watch list. They still have three-time champion Danny Green. They still have Tobias Harris, a Tennessee guy. You know, I love Tobias Harris. Uh, the bench. The bench is solid. First time, Corus Maz, Matisse Thibel, you know, an all-defensive guy, and Matisse Thibel. Uh Doc Rivers is a coach. He's, you know, not the best in the playoffs. Uh, next season, he's a solid coach. He'll get you, you know, opportunity to win games. Doesn't make adjustments, but his first is usually, you know, first um, the first game plan he comes up with is usually good enough to win. Usually good enough to win. Um, Seth Curry, I mean, they have a, a really good team built around, you know, Embiid. They got Drummond coming off the bench, resting Embiid, spelling Embiid, yeah, so they don't have to overplay Embiid. Um, and Drummond, we know he's a starting caliber big, and he goes out and gets 17 rebound games off the bench. It's ridiculous. Um, You know, do they have enough playmaking? Do they have enough? Because they start, you know, two point guards. Uh, do they have enough playmaking on the bench to, uh, to you know, be successful in, in, in their league without, uh, you know, Milton shaking up right now and with with no, no Ben Simmons. Um, the Celtics. Got them at the seventh seed in the playing spot, first playing spot. Uh, Jason Tatum, Grant Williams looks like he's taking a step. Tennessee guy, uh, he's playing actual minutes now, uh, now this year with Udoka as the coach. Um, Jalen Brown, he played very well on opening night. You know, had me on here talking, talking a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, does he have the confidence? To actually be the best player on that team, I think he has the skill set. Definitely has the athleticism. As a player, he's a better player than Jason Tatum. But does he actually have the mindset to be it? Jason Tatum, you know, has been given the franchise. Everybody expects him to be the best player already. Brown has to fight that and fight, you know. Guys taking shots from him. Schroeder. Schroeder's going to get his shots. Schroeder's going to get his shots. Uh, they got Peyton Pritchard. Ness Smith. He needs shots. If, they, if they're going to play him, he needs shots. And you know Tatum's going to get shots. You know that. Uh, at the at the center position, Robert Williams has played well. Uh, Robert Williams has played well. They traded away Moses Brown right after they got him. Uh, Al Horford, they got Al Horford now. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, they still got Cantor on the bench. I don't know how much he'll play this year, but Pacers got better. I mean, not the not the Pacers, the Celtics. Celtics, uh, they got better. Can Marcus Smart be point guard, starting point guard, lead them to uh, to where they need to be? Uh, Josh Richardson, we haven't seen much of him. I don't. I don't think uh, I think he's a bit shaken up right now. He'll he'll help them out a lot. But seven seed, six seven seed. If they get Josh Richardson back to playing anywhere, 
he comes back playing anywhere anywhere close to how he can play. I think that'll help them out a lot. The Bulls. Why do I have the Bulls so low, even after their their fast start? Um, pretty low. Their coming schedule is really tough. Upcoming schedule is really tough. NBA winning game is really tough. And do they have winners? Lonzo so far is looking like he's taking a step. DeRozan looks like he's going to let, he, you know, he, he came to play with Zach Levine, obviously. He's only getting paid $85 million. That's only $1 million more. That's actually, I think that's very similar. Same contract that Lonzo got. Uh, Caruso. Is he good enough to, you know, it looks like he's playing their backup point guard. Is he good enough to actually, you know, play that? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. For an extended period of time, we haven't seen it in the NBA. Him as the, the backup point guard, true backup point guard. I mean, it looks like he's still playing more two guard with Lonzo on the, on the floor and stuff. For right now, but... Can he be a true, you know, off the bench rotational piece every night? Yes, but can he do it on the team without LeBron? Didn't have LeBron James on that team, you know, and still win games, win win a lot of games. I don't know. This is a very top-heavy Eastern Conference. I mean, this is this is one of the best Eastern conferences. In a long time. Uh, I've said it time and time again as well. The Bulls have no no starters that made the playoffs last year. That matters. Are these guys winners or not? I don't know. We'll see. AFC for right now. This is a jump, you know. They made the playoffs. That means they made the playoffs. So they made the playoffs. It's a jump. You know, is DeRozan and Lonzo, can they be, you know, Suns type type players? You know, when the Suns got Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, can they, can Lonzo and, and, and DeRozan be, be like Chris Paul and Jay Crowder for the Bulls and take them all the way up to the two seed in the East? It's possible. Well, it's just something that I don't know. Something I don't know. Lonzo Ball, I mean, uh, Chris Ball, different. You know, he's been a winner. He's been a winner in, in his career. He's, you know, he's gotten to the Western Conference Finals a couple of times. He's had wonderful regular seasons really every year of his career. Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder, he's a piece. He is the piece. We talked about that on on the pocket. He's a piece. He's a piece type of guy. He's, he's around winning. Everywhere he goes, he's won. He's won at the Celtics on a, on a, under a team that overachieved. He won on the Grizzlies with a young team that was overachieving at the time and still overachieved after he left. He won uh, with the Heat. Won with the Heat. Went to the, went to the championship and overachieved it seemed like with the Heat. And last year, you know, you know that, that Suns team is... is is really good. Last year, you know, nobody expected him to be a two seed. He overachieved again with with the Suns. I mean, the guy is a winner. Is you know, is Lamar is is, is Lonzo Ball a winner? Not to this point in his career. No, he hasn't been. Can he stay healthy? That's also important. 
DeMar DeRozan, has he been a winner? Not the last couple of years in San Antonio. Does he remember how to win? Can he get back into the habit of winning, winning, winning? Granted, they were competing. They were competing in a lot of those games. You know you're going to compete when you're on a Popovich coach team. And DeMar DeRozan, is, he's still a really good pro. A really good basketball player. Uh, like I said, the last time he was in the East, second best player in the East. Can he get back to a, to being a top 10 player in the East uh, by narrative again? Who knows? You know, I, I you know, I figure he's going to take a lot less shots. But Levine, hopefully this is hopefully they can make the playoffs. Hopefully, DeRozan and, and Lonzo can be a Jay Crowder and Chris Paul type signing for the um, for the Bulls. Hornets Hornets got off to a very fast start. They're four and one. Uh, before Gordon Hayward got went down last year, they were a playoff team with Devontae Graham and Lonzo and Lamelo Ball and those guys. Uh, I just don't know if they're deep enough. Don't know if they're deep enough if, if Gordon or LaMelo goes down again for them to stay in, in, a, in a true playoff spot. Um, but when healthy, I think yeah, they're a playoff playing game type of team. Playoff playing game type of team. Uh, LaMelo playing really well right now. Gordon Hayward's playing really well right now. Miles Bridges seems to have taken a step and is probably the favorite for most improved player uh, right now. I believe they have who is it Mason Plumley instead of Cody Zeller. Um, that's a step up, I believe, uh, at the center position. Uh, they got Kai Jones on the bench, who, who I like a lot. Um, James Booknight doesn't really get in, but I think he's he's he. I, I like his potential a lot. <laughs> I think he'll be very good. Uh, if he gets an opportunity, um, Ish Smith. Ish Smith is a perfect backup point guard. Really, for any team he plays on, it's the pace and his decision making and scoring ability. He's just a good all around backup point guard, not like a Monte Morris type of guy. Um, We got ten minutes, so I need to hurry up. Um, you know, they still going to get PJ Washington back. He's been a bit banged up, and they still have Terry Rozier, who he'll play a lot better than how he's been playing so far this year. And Jaden McDaniels seems to like he's taking a, a bit of a step up from what he what he was doing last year. So I like I think James Borrego. I like him as a coach. I like what they're doing right now in, in Charlotte. For the Western Conference, I have the Jazz as the number one seed. I do. I have the Jazz as the number one seed. Number the two seed, I have. The two seed, I have. They have the words are number two seed right now. I don't know if I can trust the words. I don't know if I can trust the words. For the two seed, I have. I have the I have the words. <laughs> I have the words being the two seed, and 
in the Western Conference. Mavericks got off to a fast start. I don't like the Mavericks team. I like Jason Kidd. I don't like the Mavericks team. The three seed. Lakers have a very tough schedule. I just feel like they'll figure it out. And I don't want LeBron James to win the MVP. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers had the one seed. I actually would be, actually. But, I mean, they're talented. They have... They have... Uh, LeBron James, they have Anthony Davis, they have Russell Westbrook, they have Carmelo Anthony. I would not be shocked if they became the the one seed or a top three seed, but right now I have them at number three. Number four. Give me the Nuggets. Give me the Nuggets at number four. Give me the Clippers at five. Give me the Suns at six. And then give me the Grizzlies at seven. I said the Mavericks yet. Yeah, give me the Mavericks at eight. And the plans. Give me Trailblazers and give me the uh, Timberwolves. Timberwolves. The Timberwolves make the Timberwolves make a playing game this year. Sorry, Kings. I think you guys just got off to a fast start. I'm gonna go Jazz. I'm gonna go Lakers too, just because I want I want LeBron to win MVP. Uh, I'm gonna go Warriors three. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers were a, a four seed though. But LeBron said, you know, he doesn't want doesn't want to be a seven seed again. I think he'll want home court advantage in that first round. Um, Jazz Lakers Warriors. Nuggets with the MVP Jokic, uh, Clippers five, six. I believe I said the Mavericks seventh. No, I said Suns. So Suns seventh Mavericks. Even though Suns have gotten off to a slow start, and then eighth Grizzlies. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight Grizzlies. Um, nine. Give us a Trailblazers. And then ten. The new look. Timberwolves. <laughs> the new look Timberwolves. Oh, well. Finally healthy Timberwolves, should I say, rather than new look. Uh, why the Jazz number one? Jazz number one, I mean, everybody knows each other on the team. They brought in, you know, everybody back, it seems like. They brought in Hassan Whiteside, and they just solid. They have a solid core. Michael Conley, perfect, perfect point guard in the NBA. It's going to be solid. He can shoot the threes, pass the ball. He's going to play good defense. He's just solid. Lakers, I mean, they, they have, they're, they're old. I mean, they have LeBron, they have the greatest player of all time. Anthony Davis is a top five talent. Uh, he's still a top ten player in the league, though. Um, the Warriors, I mean, the Warriors are just deep. Steph Curry, you know, um, I think Moses Moody will come back and play better than what he's playing right now. People like Jordan Poole, they're calling him the, 
the second and a half, they're calling him the half Splash Brothers. They say we got the Splash Brothers, and he's a half brother. He's a half of the Splash Brothers. Um, Draymond Green, we already know he's he's a Hall of Famer. Will James Wiseman come back and be better defensively than what he was? Who knows? Probably not, but he's still very skilled offensively. Uh, and if not, Kevin Looney will be suitable as a five for them. Uh, they're going to get Jonathan Kuminga back uh, healthy. Uh, they're going to get Clay Thompson back healthy. They're going to get, uh, they, you know, we like the ascension of Jordan Poole. They have Andre Iguodala back a piece. Uh, they're still coached by Steve Kerr. Uh, Damian Lee has been playing well, and they picked up Nemanja Bialica, who, man, I, 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 I just love his game. He's going to make impactful plays. He's going to make big threes. Uh, I got the Warriors at the three seed. The Nuggets at the four seed. Oh, I know Jamal Murray early. Uh, Michael Porter has really been struggling early on in this season. Uh, but they still have, you know, the MVP in Jokic, uh, Aaron Gordon. Uh, they still are not really playing mobile up to the standard I want them to play. Uh, Will Barton. They have Monte Morris. They're, they're just deep. And Mike Malone is just, just a really good coach. The Clippers at the five. Um, they just got off to a bit of a slow start. No Kawhi Leonard. I think they figured out Tyron Lewis, a, a elite coach. Uh, Paul George is still a, a top 10, top 15 player in the league. Uh, the Suns at the 6, why well, they've gotten off to a slow start. Um, I think they'll figure it out, though. I think they'll figure it out. They're probably a bit, you know, hungover from you know, the the long season from last year. Um, and being upset, you know, are they getting a bit complacent? For week one, they were, they were, but I think they'll be better. Uh, the Mavs at at the seventh seed. Uh, why? I just don't like their roster. I don't like their roster yet. I don't like how it's constructed. Uh, they have a good roster though. They still have Luka Doncic. They still have Chris Porzingis. I think they'll be better. Uh, Grizzlies. I hope the Grizzlies finish, finish higher than this, but I have them as the eighth seed. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, him, them and the Clippers, or them and the Suns, or them and the Nuggets. Or them and the Lakers even switched. <laughs> um, John Moran has been playing out of his mind right now. My my favorite for the MVP. Uh, they'll get Dylan Brooks back. Hopefully, Jaron Jackson will play better than what he's been playing like lately. Uh, even though he's been playing solid, Stephen Adams is perfect pickup for them. Uh, Milton Melton's been playing well, uh, and can Zaire Williams become a consistent score for them off the bench? That'll be a big step for them. Trailblazers at the ninth seed. Why? We got a new coach. Dame hasn't been playing well late uh, yet in the season. They've gotten off to a bit of a slow start. Um, but through the Trailblazers, they're figured out. Dame is Damian Lillard and TJ McCollum, TJ McCollum. Uh, and they got you know Norman Powell, Anthony Simons. They're, they're just a really good team. Nurkic, they're a really good team. Chauncey Billups is a good player. He'll figure it out. Timberwolves at the tenth. Why? They've just been playing better. He's been playing better. Anthony Anthony Edwards is taking a step. D'Angelo Russell will play better than what he's doing. They're already winning games. Carl Anthony Towns is a really good player. He's going to get the respect he deserves. I said it earlier, you know, Jerry Vanderbilt, Nas Reed, Josh Okoge, Patrick Beverly. That's a solid rotation right there. It's a starting start. Uh, solid guys that you can play in the game. They're young. They're hungry. And they like each other. They're playing like they like each other. Well, that's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to the Young Genius Sports Podcast.